Welcome back to the Raw Take for CEOs. This is where we tackle today's issues and how they impact your business. And this is hosted by me, Dan. And Steven. We'll give you our Raw Take on what's important for you and your business. Let's get started. We're back with another uh, Raw Take for CEOs. Today's November 4th, the day after the unofficial election. No, well, it's official, just not, it's official. not conclusive. Not conclusive. Yes, it is official. <laughs> Some might say that it is not, but um, we are not going there. Um, this is not about uh, politics. This is about uh, our raw take for CEOs. Um, and I think, uh, you know, our raw take today is going to be about um, some things around HR. Um, we started a few weeks ago talking about planning. One of those things, planning for your resource needs. Big piece of that for any organization is their people. Um, and, uh, you know, last week we talked a little bit more about the risk side of people, not the opportunity side. I'm going to talk kind of a bit of the mix today, uh, try and demystify some uh, things around the PEO. Yep. Um, today we have a special guest. We do have a guest from uh, Trinet. Friend from Trinet. Glad to, glad to have him on board. Bring him in, in a few minutes. I think what my other raw take is, as, as CEOs, as, as you can all identify, uh, you know, no days, no day is the same. Uh, that's the beauty of it, and uh, sometimes a challenge. Right. And, you know, as time goes on, we're seeing more and more PEOs. It's less of a question of which payroll provider should I uh, choose, but why PEOs versus a regular paychecks, uh, paychecks, uh, payroll company. So, yeah, we're seeing more and more of it. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's expanding, obviously, beyond just the normal uh, venture-backed startups, because it, it, there is an additional cost to it. But with that cost, you know, we're seeing more benefits, especially as you're onboarding employees. Also managing risks, uh, risk around employees. It's great to have that additional uh, level of oversight. Support. Yeah, oversight and support. Uh, and we'll kind of get into this with, uh, with Luke. Um, make it a, you know, we're going to have a conversation with him about some of, the, some of the reasons that people are moving to PEOs, what the, what the benefits are. Um, but just, you know, looking kind of at some of the, the stats, um, you know, the, as we were, we were looking at uh, the topic for today, um, you know, PEOs on a, uh, you know, compound rate over the last 10 years have grown at a um, 8%, uh, 8.3% uh, compound annual growth rate, which mm-hmm. is pretty, pretty impressive, especially compared to, um, you know, the uh, pay, pay growth of payroll overall. So, you know, essentially, you know, uh, PEOs are growing 14 times higher than payrolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's a, that's significant. Uh, I just want to dive into like some of the whys and the hows and, uh, uh, you know, get you asking other questions about your HR risks and opportunities. Yeah, I mean, when you're thinking about contracts, employee handbooks, policies, um, it can be overwhelming, not just to be able, not just wrapping your head around those three or four uh, HR um pieces, but actually implementing it, writing it up. All too often, you would go to lawyers or you would go to uh, guys like us, right? We would help you put these together. And even after our conversation, uh, our raw take last week, uh, even companies like ours, you know, you you think you got the I's dotted and the T's crossed, and at the end of the day, you don't. So we got a guy like Luke. Luke's a guy in the PEO, and he's hot shit. Like, everybody loves him. Takes care of customers. We're excited to have Luke on. And uh, what else? What else do we got? Um, PEOs are still a, a very much a foreign uh, concept for for many businesses. Um, 
Yeah, they are. And, and uh, we want to try to help like ask the right questions. Um, you know, what, you know, first of all, like, you know, we'll get into what is a PDO? What is it? What is it not? But um, yeah, let's, let's bring, I said, let's bring Luke in, have a conversation with him. Uh, he'll uh, add to uh, what we've got here. Cool. So Luke is uh, one of our go-to guys in the PEO world. And um, he's been with uh, Trinet for, I think, over two years. Um, and, and he's actually spent time in other uh, payroll companies. And so with that said, all right. Welcome, Luke. Our, here's our go-to go guy for PEOs. What's up, Luke? What's going on? Thank you so much for having me today. Totally. All day long, man. So where are you located, Luke? Let's start there. So I am currently located in Gainesville, Virginia, about 30 minutes outside of D.C. Uh, my wife and I just purchased our first uh, single family home. And, uh, you know, we're five weeks into this thing <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting in my spacious home office speaking with you guys today. And I'm always excited to get to speak with you, too, and the entire Growth Lab team. Well, thanks for, thanks for coming on, uh, Luke. You've been at uh, Trinet for, I think, a couple of years before that in, in other payroll companies? Correct. So I've been in the payroll industry a little over four years, and I've been at Trinet for the past two years. And it's just been absolutely incredible. Love working for Trinet and with the SMB community. So what made you make the move to, uh, to Trinet and PEOs? Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, before I was, you know, I was selling payroll and, you know, I was learning so much about business and I wanted more, right? I wanted more value. I wanted, you know, more collaboration uh, with my clients and PEO gave me that opportunity and Trinet's mm -hmm. culture and product, it was just hands down where I wanted to be. So I went in and I told him, hey, I'm here. And it's been it's been fantastic. Year one was absolutely incredible. 2019 was my best year personally and Trinet's best year. Uh, and we kicked 2020 off to a real big start, but we're able to maintain a great, great client base and continue to help others through this tough time, current clients and non-clients. But cool. It, uh, yeah, it was very interesting. So I fantastic. Yeah, one of the things I want to touch on at the end is a little bit about how you've had to pivot. Obviously, this is about PEO, sure. um, demystifying PEOs. Um, but maybe at the end, if there's a little bit of time, I'd love to I'd love to kind of dig in a little bit around how you see a salesperson's uh, sort of approach to sales changing uh, in the midst of COVID or even post-COVID. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's start by talking PEOs. So you and I, we see a lot of PEOs. We see them in the startup venture-backed world. But what the heck is a PEO? Why PEO versus just a plain old, yeah, payroll company and uh, an HR generalist, right? Yeah, we'll make this a conversation. Obviously, um, that's a uh, it's, our, it's our it's our style on the raw take. Um, you know, let me take a stab at this as a non-expert, and then you can tell me all the things I did wrong, right? Because <laughs> that's that's like our uh, our listener, our CEO is listening. You know, they're, they're, they've got their ideas, and then you can tell us what I tell, tell us what we get wrong. So, you know, PEOs is a professional employment organization. Um, essentially, when you sign on to a PEO, you no longer have only your own payroll as a company. And for full disclosure, you know, we at Growth Lab are moving to a PEO model. It's, it's not with Trinet. Sorry, sorry, Luke, but um, we are moving there. 
And you know, we're having to explain this to our own customers, um, our own employees. Um, but you, essentially, we no longer have our own sole employees. Uh, our, our PEO is a co-employer. And what are the benefits of that? Uh, some, of the, some of the benefits is at times you can get reduced uh, benefits costs. You can expand your benefits potentially. And then there's other stuff that come along with a PEO that the service provider, the outside service provider, the PEO provides to you. So that was, would be what I would say to a customer. What did I get right? What did I get wrong? So uh, listen, 10% of that was great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a great high level overview. You know, the PEO model is very complex, right? There's a lot of moving parts to it. Um, the one thing I would say is there that you said they kind of weren't your employees. They are absolutely still your employees. They're your employees through and through. And we can go over what that actually looks like. And then on the benefits piece, yeah, you're correct. In some situations you do, you know, over time, it's the PEO model has been thought as to get cheap benefits. That's just not what it is. You know, you're going to get robust benefits, better benefits, larger amounts of benefits in utilizing the economies of scale. So if I had to critique it, that's what I would. But that was that was a great overview. Yeah, and as a as an, as growth lab, I control my employees, but at, as with on a PEO model, uh, I get those added added benefits of of scale, etc. Right. Um, I think it's a, almost as important to talk about what a PEO is and what a PEO is not. So yeah. when you when what would you say a PEO is not? So let me tell you what a PEO is. I think it'll help with my version of what a PEO is, if that's all right. And then we can I can tell you yeah. what it's not, right? A PEO helps businesses with payroll, employee benefits, workers' cap risk management, HR support, all through our enterprise style HRS platform. But what makes it different from just a payroll company, right, is as a professional employer organization, we're going to work off what we call co-employment model. So we take your employees, bring them under our federal ID number so they look like our employees, but only for administrative purposes. So the PEO becomes the administrative employer of record. So what that means, the payroll is processed under our federal ID number. Mm -hmm. So our clients never have to worry about tax filings, state registrations for unemployment claims off their desk onto ours. On the workers' comp piece, they adopt our workers' comp policy, so they never have to worry about an audit or a claim. There's no paying up front. There's no paying at the end because we're paying on a pay-by-period basis, and we're taking those objectives off your desk onto ours. Then on the HR piece, it really is a big one nowadays, right? There's so much uncertainty, there's so much change, and we're there to support you in that. For example, we got ahead of the return to work. We developed a 12-page checklist for our clients to utilize for when they're going to bring their employees back. But maybe they're not. So policies like this are coming down the pipeline. Are you going to are you going to bring the employees back? Are you going to let them work from home forever? Or is there going to be an option? What does all of that look like from a policy standpoint? That's the HR support that Trinet brings to the table, and that's just a small piece. And so one of the things that a question that tends to come up now, uh, and um, you just kind of took us there, employees now working remote. Where is a nexus? Where do you withhold taxes? You know, is that the kind of stuff that a trinet and a PEO provider can help uh, small businesses with? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So what? let's touch on the things that we're not before I answer that question, because there was some taxes in there. I, we're not CPAs. We're not accountants, right? We are not lawyers. We don't give legal advice, right? We give best practices of 30 years of experience, the, top, the best experience in the industry, and then we're not health insurance brokers, right? We can dive into that a little bit more. But yes, when you make that decision that I used to live in New York, now I'm in Gainesville, what, what's the difference, right? From, a, from an employer standpoint, yeah, my taxes are going to be lower if I'm paying in Gainesville, Virginia than New York City. But what's the biggest difference between New York and Virginia is that state unemployment number. You guys know as well as all of us that each state is totally different. And so you want to make sure that you're paying that in the correct location if your employees are going to, if your employees move to a different state. And, it's, and also on the workers' comp coding. If you're coding your employees for in office or driving a truck or any other aspects of their job title that they're not doing now and they're working from home, you're going to want to make sure that that's getting adjusted. If you're not on a PEO, you got to go, you got to reach out to the, the, your broker or your, your current carrier and go take a look and make sure it's corrected. With PEO, we're going to work with you to make sure that it's corrected. Got it. Cool. Yeah, I think I think uh, you know what you were what you were getting at is you know there, there's there's people why do people look at PEOs right some of them some of it's economic cost right that there are, is that that opportunity to um, be part of a larger pool for the health benefits etc um, you know uh, frankly for you know full disclosure for us it was not just a strictly an economic decision or a cost decision it was ex expanded beyond that it was. Uh, you know, risk mitigation. It was uh, having access to that kind of uh, uh, advice. Hey, you know, everybody's working remotely now. I've got people that are moving kind of back back home or moving on to their next thing, but they're not moving on from Growth Lab. Uh, they're just working from uh, other other locations. What does that mean for me on the on the payroll side? And you know, if I have to manage that as a business or as a CEO, it comes back to you, right? If we have to manage that, then we're, all that risk is on us. Like if, in a PEO model. We share some of that risk. Okay, so that's kind of the silver bullet into why why a PEO. Now, Luke, how, how do we how do you help potential small businesses evaluate different PEOs? You know, let's get down to sort of the value proposition. Not so much trying it right now, but like in general, why a PEO versus doing it yourself? So it all depends on where you are right in your business life cycle if you are a founder and you're wearing all of the hats you're wearing the hr hat you're wearing the founder hat you're wearing the marketing hat why not offset some of that to a peo that has 30 years of experience to help you so that you can go and focus on that next round of funding that you might need to go and get that client that you need to do the things that you need as a small business and a start out business to go and grow your business. But then you have the other side. What if you're an established company, right? You got 50 to 500 employees and you have an HR department. Great. We want you to keep those HR individuals. Mm -hmm. We want to better their experience when they're at work. Because right now, how much research is going into what's next by your HR team? Could they be focusing their time on other internal HR needs 
while while Trinet or PEO backs you up for the the research and the updates and the and the policies and the handbook and everything that goes in to moving forward in this new norm. Yeah, no, let's face it. I mean, in most businesses, most operating businesses, your HR person is like an office manager or they're the operations manager or maybe they're the president and CEO of the of the company. Um, so I can see the benefit on sort of opportunity costs, you know, uh, being able to reduce my operating expenses or making my operations more efficient. Um, and I also now can see the benefit on the employee side where, you know, without really doing much else, assuming you covered your costs with that, you know, monthly per employee cost, you're actually adding more benefits, more value to your uh, your customer, in this case, your employ your employees, you're adding more benefits to them, right? And they're able to um, improve what their sort of their take home value is. So, and they're able to do that without making it an administrative burden on the on on the the, the company, right? Uh, if I'm managing life insurance and you know the Aflac equivalent, so yeah. like that's on my balance sheet. Up there, it, it's a it's a pain. It's a pain, it's a pain. in the ass. And so if, we, if you're managing that, then that, you know, that makes it easier for me to expand benefits without expanding my, like, yeah. And quote. to be honest, you know, six years ago, we bought a business uh, to help sort of drive growth. Um, and in that business, I, I think uh, about 10 or 12 employees came along with it. And of course, they had an existing pool of benefits. And I mean, one of the first things that we did was sort of rationalize, like, all right, what is the benefit to the employee and what is the burden uh, cost to the company? I'm not even talking like the cost of the benefit, but it's the cost of uh, administering that benefit was just a total pain. So we we cut it, you know, we're just like, hey, we got to move on. We gave, we gave cash instead of a benefit. Yeah, we gave cash. But now, like, now we're coming back. Now we're coming back. And we're so, right about it. so let's get let's take a little let's take a little step back in time right the, back to the late late 80s right when payroll companies what were they doing they were just cutting a check and the cpa was filing the taxes right because taxes were a few but over time they grew the taxes became more complex the filings everything in the early 90s mid 90s adp came out with uh this service called tax pay and the other payroll company was like, nah, you don't want to do that. You want your CPA to continue to do it. CPAs were like, no, we don't want to do that. It's becoming more complex. Outsource it to ADP. It put ADP on the map. Well, if you take that mindset and then everybody adopted it right now, every all, pay, every, all payroll companies are doing that. If you take a look at the, at, the, at the growth of HR laws and compliance from the early 90s to now, it's an enormous amount of change and there's change coming year over year. 2020 is going to bring even more change to that. So that's where the PEO model has really been taken off on these last few years is because the support that you're getting and the time that you're getting as a company as a whole to continue running your business with a fortune 530 years experience behind you, making sure that you're in compliance and getting the best practices possible. Going back to uh, kind of internal HR, do you find, because this question I get asked, like um, I'll put it as a question from a, a customer, um, going on to a PEO, will that delay my need to hire internal HR? 
So I don't believe it would delay it. And once again, it's all about where you are in your life cycle of your company. If you're a very small company and you're not ready to bring that in-house or you can't afford to bring that in-house, then yes, it can help you delay it if you need it to delay because you just aren't ready to have that in-house approach. It can help, sure. Um, so it, we're not looking to replace the, the HR in your in, in-house because they're they're extremely important individuals for the culture and the direction and the management of the company. But when you're at that early stage and you still need that help and you've hired 10 people because you need those sales reps out on the floor and you need them out there growing the business. So you got to bring them on first and weren't able to really go get that HR person the PEO model is a great way to fill that gap until it is time to bring that in-house. So let's talk economics now, dollars and cents. How do, I mean, we've seen kind of two models out there, a percentage of payroll and a per head per month. Um, talk to us a little bit about Trinet's uh, approach and uh, sort of talk to us a little bit about the, you know, why one versus the other. Sure. So first of all, we, we have some incredible competitors out there that do very well and help so many. And they have their own uh, proposition of why they, they charge in the way that they do, right? The way that Trinet does it is a per employee per month flat cost. This way that you can estimate your, your growth, you can estimate, you can keep your costs flat you know, lower your burn rate and be able to, when you're working with Gross Lab, doing your, your plan, you know what it is that you're charging per employee per month. But that's only the, that's just the fee charge, right? There's so many different aspects into the PEO for charges. Go back to the state unemployment. You know, state unemployment is very state to state and can vary just in New York one to nine. Each PEO is going to have their own state unemployment rate in each state and it can differ between. So that's when you got to take a look at. You got to make sure the workers' comp is correct. You can break it down all the way to down to when you want to offer 401k or you want to go to a single employer or the rate uh, you don't have anything in the 401k. So is that better? Or utilizing the PEO's economy and the scale and their partnership in a multi-employer plan like we have at Transamerica, can that be a better asset for you? So as for cost, you got to ask the questions. You got to make sure that whoever you're speaking to breaks it down to the nitty gritty, not just here's my fee, because that's not going to cut it. There's so many more aspects of cost in the co-employment model that you need to know about. Ask them about your section 125 savings. Are you getting that? Are they keeping it? Is there any other small minute fees on an FSA or on time and attendance? They're, they're there. There's companies that do that. Trinet is not one of them. We keep a very streamlined line item cost on our invoice. So you know what you are paying per employee per month. And then it takes us to the platform, the cloud platform. We have developed a platform that has everything in each industry built out. We're not going to call you to upsell you time and attendance, the 401k. It's there. It's a turnkey system. So as you grow, you can buy, you can start growing into those other cloud services that you need. That way, you know that Trinet, if we're reaching out to you, it's of importance. It's not to upsell you. 
So I, I know you have a question about R&D tax credits because a, a lot of our customers do, do uh, leverage that. Mm -hmm. um, are there any industries that you guys shy away from? Because I, I, I know that there are cases where, especially where workers' comp is a big chunk of the cost, construction, uh, industrial, I mean, are you guys, does Trinet specifically avoid or not market too directly? So there are going to be situations where it doesn't work. It's too high of a risk. And it, it, it's all about the underwriting process. You have to make sure that when speaking to a PEO, they're taking the right measures to ensure that they're underwriting you properly. We are one that we take more data than most because we're not looking at you, oh great, this year, this is what we're gonna do. We're looking at you, all right, here's year one, this is where we want you to be at year seven. We're not in acquisition mode, we're in retention mode. We're not here to sweetheart you, we're here to be a partner, not just a solution. We want to be there for you when you need us to make sure that you can grow and scale efficiently. Cool. So, yeah, the qu uh, question I got um, from some is uh, that there's, there's certified PEOs and non-certified. What's the difference and what, how, do you, how do you evaluate? It's a great question. And it's extremely important, right? And the, que the question back is, hey, would you ever bank at a bank that wasn't FDIC approved? Would you eat at a restaurant that didn't have a, a good sanitation score? Probably not either one. So by being certified with the IRS is extremely important because the IRS recognizes the co-employment that we're in. They understand your employees are under our federal ID number and taking advantage of all this great benefits and support. Mm -hmm. But they recognize that you're still a small and medium-sized business and they're not gonna, they're not gonna hurt you on tax credits that you may be available just because you're in this co-employment. So it's extremely important to ask if they're certified, but there's even more that you need to ask about. Were, are they associated with the National Association of Professional Employer Organizations? They pretty much have to be to be a PEO, but then you have ESAC verification. These two verifications together are making sure that we are financially sound so we can't just close up shop and walk out. The other is we're, we're publicly traded on, on NASDAQ. You know, we have now we're bonded and assured. We have all the, we have all the accreditations and we're publicly traded. We are always being looked at and asked about our financials. Do a quick Google New Jersey payroll company closes up last year. Mm -hmm. It happens. Mm -hmm. You yeah. want to make sure that you're working with a partner that that can't happen. That's one of the things we always talk about. Um, we, we've, I mean, in six years or seven years, I've come across so many companies that are still doing their own withholdings, <laughs> or worse yet, they actually have a contractor who's like a freelancer, doesn't work for the company, that's actually doing the withholdings. And it's like, they're asking for trouble. You're asking for trouble. And it, sometimes it, it's not, it, it's not malintent. It's just, Stuff happens, yeah, and, and then you're on the hook for those <laughs> payroll taxes, even though you put it. You know. Anyways, too many, too many risks. Yeah. Do you I mean, have any other questions? Yeah, no, I mean, this made me think, uh, Dan, Luke. You know, one of the first articles that I wrote um, when I got into this industry, into this space, was about payroll. Right. And I think the title was "Payroll." It's not just about paying yourself because it was targeted at the small businesses, right? And the whole point of it was because we we're seeing so much of this. What Dan was just talking about. 
uh, you know, doing it, doing the payroll taxes themselves, right? Uh, and the whole point was it's worth paying for a full service payroll. Full service payroll, whether it's you know, ADP, Paychex, Gusto, some other company, has to be full service. So you know that all those taxes are on them, right? Not on you as a as a as a business owner. And I, I think you know over the past five years, especially over the last like year, we've started to see a move towards PEOs. And obviously, it's in the data, right? The 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 eight percent component in a growth rate over the last ten years. Um, and people, more people are moving in that direction. I would say it's probably for the same idea, right? Kind of taking off some of those risks and taking advantage. It's also of an insurance. It's like an insurance policy. That's how I look at these things too. So yeah, yeah. you get. You got to be careful on, on one of those. When you're using just a, a payroll service, they're not taking responsibility for the payroll. If right. there's a mistake, the the, oh, the yeah. if you screw up on uh, on a return, they're not getting the fine. You are. You are, and you could be going to jail. <laughs> um, no, it's true. Through the P through the PEO model, that that risk is eliminated because it's us that is handling that. An insurance policy, in my mind. Cool. Awesome. I want to go back to my question about sales. Okay. So you're one of the top sales guys, salespeople at uh, Trinet in the payroll and PEO world. How are you changing how you sell, how you build those relationships and how do you see that impacting business development in the, in the years to come? No so more fears, I wanna, right? I want to first thank Trinet this year for the amazing lineup of full stack partnerships that we've been able to partner with. Because my job is to bring value to my clients, as much value as I can. And I now have that opportunity to do it inside of Trinet and outside of Trinet. We've, we've partnered with One Medical on the West Coast, Brex. We have an incredible partnership with First Republic Bank. And we also have this exciting new partnership with company Pipe that every SaaS company that is listening, if you are in, take a look at Pipe and if you're interested, you let me know. It's, it's a game changer. So I have these great partnerships to bring on as, as well, right? My approach to 2020 was build business relationships find other like-minded individuals like Growth Lab to partner with, to make sure, because you guys do a lot that I don't do and I do a lot that you don't do. Working together to help the client is always going to be a win-win for everyone. Um, we're all inside sales reps now, right? I have always been outside sales rep. I love networking, it, uh, going to get a drink, lunch. I love coffee. It's fantastic. I used to reach out to CEOs and, and look up where the closest coffee spot was to the office and said, hey, you want to meet me here? Knowing it's right downstairs. I missed that. Yeah. But I am more productive. I'm better with my time. I get more done. And I have way less distraction working from home. And what are you doing to stay healthy? Uh, <laughs> I built a, uh, a home gym. Um, so th there's, you gotta know a little something about me. My dad owned a gym for 25 years in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was one of the largest gyms on the East coast of the eighties and nineties. It's a, it's a part of me. So I was going a little crazy at the beginning of 2020, not being able to go to the gym. So <laughs> we just built our own, but I'm a senior sales consultant, right? I, I've been doing this a long time. 
The thing that's going to be missed, in my opinion, is for the new hires. It's hard to get a new hire, you know, adapted to your culture and bought in over Zoom. I think that's going to be the biggest, the biggest hurdle if it, these companies, you know, they go fully remote. I agree. Uh, We've I, used to, I used to love dressing up my new hire's desk, just getting and just walk in and being excited and having everybody talking into him and getting him excited about being there. That's difficult to do from a, uh, from a virtual standpoint, but you know, yeah, no, safety is totally, extremely important. Totally agree. It was one of our topics probably three months three ago months was, ago. you know, the, the biggest thing here is, is getting those new, new hires and especially the ones that are coming out of school. Like this is going to impact their, not just our business, but their career, right. And not just their pay, but their ability to integrate with the company, understand some of those soft skills, you know, water cooler skills of, of learning how to manage up and learning how to. It just, now more than huge. ever, like apprenticeships, internships, being patient now more than ever, that's going to be critical. And, I, and it's not really for us. It's not for the business per se. It's, um, it's, I mean, we have an intern who's popping in this afternoon, although she's only starting in January, but it's just like, Hey, we're in the office, stop by because who knows what it's going to look like in January. So, um, grab a mask you're spot on Luke. So cool. Any last comments? This was great. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, there's one thing I wanted to go back to the R&D tax credit because it's, it's extremely important because I, I, I speak about it all the time and I know you guys are as well. Everyone out there, if you think that you don't qualify for it, check again. If, because back in, in the past, it was like, we got to wear a white coat and be in a lab. That's just not true anymore. If you are developing here in the United States, a platform, any type of research that you are leaving an astronomical amount of money that is yours on the table. We have helped process $113 million in R&D tax credits just this year. Are we doing the research and doing all that? No, we don't. That's not, that's not on us, but the filing of the form that you need, I forget the name of it. I apologize. And then applying it to the cost associated to the tax credit. We have been doing a fantastic job and cool. If you don't, you need to double check. Yeah, thanks for that last uh, that last piece because that is an important part. So, all right, Luke, appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you guys. Always a pleasure. Yeah, totally. Thank you. We'll talk Sign to you soon. That was good. That was fun. Cool. Well, that's it for the today's raw take. Yep. If you have any questions, issues, comments, um, things you want us to address, let us know. Yeah. You know where to find us. Luke's a great guy. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, other PEO providers. Um, we didn't go with Trinet, but we do like the Trinet model for a lot of our customers. And we, we do see more and more opportunity for the PEO model in uh, venture-backed uh, startups. It does get a little bit more difficult, uh, as we talked about with working uh, with uh, workers' comp, but uh, yeah. overall, great option. And that's a wrap for this week, the day after the, the official election. election. <laughs> Catch then. you next week. Bye. Okay. So that's a wrap, Steve. Cool. Join us next week. Check us out at growthlabfinancial.com or text RAWTAKE to 833-759-0277.